Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, and driving jam time! The Philippines win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. The gates opened at Arrowhead Stadium at 9.30 this morning, and the fans started filing in the cars. What do they charge there? About 35, 40 bucks a car these days? Who knows? Probably more than that. To set up a tailgate and get yourself ready for some football, the Chiefs, And the Bengals on KMOX, we are just 53 minutes away from Chiefs pregame. 2 o'clock is kickoff from Westwood 1, the AFC Championship right here on KMOX. The NFC Championship will follow. It's the Rams and the 49ers from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, where, like it or not, if you're a Rams fan, 49ers fans are going to take the place over. That means you will probably see lots of video of red-clad 49ers fans rollicking, rocking and rolling in those seats and having some fun as the Rams are going to have to deal with some crowd noise. You may also see some fights in the seats. That does happen sometimes between L.A. and San Francisco fans. We see it with the Dodgers and the Giants. You'll see all kinds of stuff coming out of that game. What I think you'll see is a 49er win. I do believe that a good portion of St. Louis will be pulling for the 49ers today. That has been reflected around the country. It has been tweeted often. Uh, And I understand, by the way, that there are some people in St. Louis that still root for the Rams. And I'm not going to say anything bad about that. I mean, I understand what what your reasoning is. You're not pulling for Stan Kroenke. I get that. You're pulling for the players. And you're rooting for a team and not necessarily the owner. Now, I will counter by saying that you are supporting this clown of an owner and his weasel of an assistant and supporting something that was absolutely ripped from us and something that $790 million will not make those emotions go away. It's nice to have almost $800 million, some of that going to legal fees, and it's nice to be able to have that money to play with. But that doesn't take away the fact that we lost an NFL team because it was taken away from us and a city that had supported an NFL team for years. So most of us are going to root for the 49ers because of that. But I understand, like, if you're sitting there and you're you're wearing your Rams gear right now and you still like the Rams, I'm not going to say anything bad because you're St. Louis and I like you. But on the other hand, I will be – I'm not going to buy 49er gear, but I'm not sure that I've ever been this excited since I had an NFL team to root for. 
and I will be uh, heavily just excited for 49er football today. That's all I can say. I do think they're going to win that game, and I think that it will take a physical a style of football that they play to get it done, but I think they're well-coached, and I think they'll get it done. Chiefs and the 49ers are my picks today. Lauren Lovett will hear what her picks are at 11.30 right here on KMOX. Uh, we have so much to get to here. By the way, we tried to get a hold of Mark Zinn at 10.45, and it is just so crazy at Arrowhead that I don't think he can get a cell signal. And we tried to get him on the phone. Maybe we should have sent him some equipment or something and beam uh, a signal back to us because the cells are completely shut down there, uh, it, it, apparently, because it's been hard to reach him. We're going to try to get some play-by-play from the actual tailgate and paint the picture of the scene. That's how wild it is right now at Arrowhead. In L.A., you know, if you you have to walk around some homeless encampments, I guess, to, to get to SoFi. Uh, that's been part of the news there and some of their uh, as they get ready for the Super Bowl. The other issue there is they have so much right now in terms of equipment and everything else getting ready and, and staging and all of this stuff for the Super Bowl, which is in two weeks at SoFi Stadium, that parking is near impossible uh, in L.A. right now and very, very expensive. So it, it has been a real problem just getting all the logistics there in L.A. for that game. But they are doing the Super Bowl there. With everything that's going on, COVID protocol, with uh, everything that's happening in Los Angeles, they're still going through with the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. Rafael Nadal has won the Australian Open, and it is a record, a men's record, 21st Grand Slam singles title. A comeback five-set victory over Daniel Medvedev in the Australian Open final. He had to do it the hard way after Medvedev won the first two sets it started late Sunday local time. It ended five hours and 24 minutes later in the early hours of Monday morning in Australia. Yes, it's already Monday in Australia. It was the second longest Australian Open final after Novak Djokovic beat Nadal in five sets back in 2012. That one lasted five hours and 53 minutes. I remember that one. I think we reported on that one here on Sports on a Sunday morning. But Nadal, he's only 35. This seems like he's been playing forever. He's 35. He has one more Grand Slam singles title than Djokovic does. He has one more than Federer does. So he has broken that tie. He has a record 21 Grand Slam singles titles. We forget sometimes how good those three are. I know Djokovic has been in the news, uh, a lot of anti-Djokovic because of his vaccination status. But Federer is one of the great gentlemen in all of sports and one of my favorites to root for. And sometimes I think so much of Djokovic and Federer, you forget Nadal could break the record, and he did. He's just the fourth man in history to win all four of the sport's major titles at least twice. So the number one ranking is still Djokovic, though. Newly crowned Australian Open women's single champion Ash Barty has maintained her more than two-year grip on the number one ranking. Danielle Collins jumped up 20 places to be in the top 10 for the first time after an impressive run to the Grand Slam final where she lost to Barty. Barty extended her ranking points lead over uh, the rest of the field and gets herself the number one ranking in the world. My personal favorite on the men's side is from Italy, Matteo Berrettini. He is the only mover inside the men's top 10. He is now number six. And if you like tennis, I think he's the player to watch. Matteo Berrettini, he is fun. He's going to be good for a long time. Djokovic is still number one. Medvedev is second 
in the all-time rankings. We'll keep our eye on Tom Brady watch. Nothing official yet on the Bucks quarterback who was reportedly retiring yesterday, and then that was starting to be taken back. ESPN didn't take it back. I saw they were still running on the scroll underneath basketball games late last night that Tom Brady is going to retire. So they are not taking that report back, but there has been a lot going on since then from the Brady camp that he has not informed the Bucks of anything just yet, and his agents said he understood the speculation, but until Tom expresses his plans, there is no completely accurate report out there. Although he didn't get into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported. He just said Tom hasn't said anything yet. So we'll see how that goes. We'll take a break. It's 1114. We're in the Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning. Much more to come. What a wild day of sports yesterday. We'll run through it for you and get you ready for the NFL, AFC, and NFC championships. We, of course, have our NFL picks. That's coming up at 1130. A lot of college basketball to discuss and that will be with Rich Zavosik, one of the great personalities in college basketball, former coach at UMKC. He's now at Central Florida. He's my analyst on TV, and we talk a lot of hoops with him. We'll do that at 1145. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 11-18 sports on a Sunday morning. Tom Ackerman with you. Good college basketball game underway on CBS. Purdue leading Ohio State 11-8. At the second media timeout, 11.52 to go in the first half. Purdue is one of those teams that I think could go really deep this year. Uh, they are a very, very special team. But on the other side, Ohio State is tougher than they get credit for. And one of the great local products, E.J. Liddell out of Belleville, is on that team. He's a 1,000-point scorer and more for Ohio State. Really special player. Got to see him in person at Assembly Hall in Bloomington earlier this month, and it was great to see him. 
Let's talk. You know I can't do a show without talking baseball. And the Cardinals, you know, I get the question every single day, are we going to have a season? Yeah, we're going to have a season. I do think spring training will be delayed slightly. You have to have two weeks lead time getting into spring training. So if spring training is going to happen on time, which is February 16th, they have to have a deal in place like tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow's February or tomorrow's January 31st. They have to have a deal in place by the first or the second at the latest. It gives you two weeks to get everyone's visas and waivers so they can get back into the country and get the logistics down and get everything, COVID protocol and, and, and facilities and everything in place to start spring training on time. I don't think that's realistic. They're not that close, I don't think, to hammering out a deal. It doesn't seem like it. If you want to start the regular season on time, March 31st, you have to start spring training at the very latest March 1st because you have to have a full four weeks to get pitchers ready. I think position players can get ready pretty quickly, but pitchers have to get ready, and they have to get stretched out. They have to face hitters. They have to throw. They have to be conditioned. You need a month. So at the very latest March 1st, and again, two weeks lead time to get into that. So the ultimate scenario for baseball, and I think the only scenario for baseball, is to have an agreement in place so that when we come out of the Super Bowl, baseball season starts. Super Bowl's over, baseball starts. If the Super Bowl is over and baseball is still talking, I think we got a problem. And you're going to get the attention of a lot of sports fans are going to say, okay, what's next? Where's baseball? Uh, they're, they're still talking about money. That, that And we know it's more complicated than that because we follow it every day here in St. Louis because we're in a baseball bubble and that's what we do. But around the country, it's not like that. Baseball fans are, some of them very casual, don't follow it every day like we do, and they're wondering where the heck is baseball. So baseball, please, both sides, we love you. I'm on the side of the fans here. Get this thing done so that when we finish the Super Bowl, baseball starts. That's what we want. And then you have the two weeks lead time and you can start at the latest March 1st, get your four weeks of games and spring training and all that stuff done. And we start March 31st and everybody's happy and everyone makes money and everyone goes back to their jobs and baseball is thriving again because I think it can. But let's hear this. This is an important story that that will come out, I think, for the Cardinals. It'll start to gain a little momentum as we get closer to the moment that Jack Flaherty does become a free agent. I, I know that that could happen. I believe that the Cardinals value him very highly. Um, it's just, you know, this is these things can get a little complicated. We'll figure out what his status looks like long-term. Jack Flaherty is a super talented, ace-of-the-staff type pitcher who will be a great one for a long time. Kevin Wheeler on Friday night talked specifically about this topic. Let's listen in on Sports Open Line and our host, Kevin Wheeler. Talking a little more baseball, and we get some regular baseball stuff in at the top of the hour. I want to talk about Jack Flaherty. Uh, we'll do that after the 7 o'clock news about Jack Flaherty. Uh, it's crazy to me to think of this, but he's only two years away from free agency. Like, after 2023, I don't. it feels like it should be longer. But obviously, you know, the reason it feels that way is because we didn't have a full season in 2020. So, you know, you only saw nine games there. It doesn't, it doesn't have the weight of a full season. And then he was hurt for half of this year. Uh, but in reality, he's been a full-time major leaguer for four years. He has, and I wanted to play that part of it before he got into the discussion at the top of the 7 o'clock hour because I thought that was a good point for him to make. You know, it takes a while for pitchers to adjust to the major leagues. Jack Flaherty 
is a special talent. It does not happen that quickly that a player can emerge from the minors as a top prospect as he was. And remember, teams wanted him. They wanted to trade for Jack. They wanted him packaged in deals, and the Cardinals refused to do it. And they knew why, because he was going to be a good one. And it's very rare that a player can emerge that quickly from the minors and become an impact star in the big leagues, which is what Flaherty is. Usually, it takes you two, three, four years to adjust to the major leagues and really come into your own as a great pitcher. Jack did not take very long. It took him a year, really, to become a star. He is not a breakout star anymore. He's a star. Here's more from Wheeler. Start with Jack Flaherty, who uh, can be a free agent after the, the 2023 season. So he's got two seasons left under team control. And what really is interesting, because look, you know, Jack has been um, pretty outspoken about his views on the way that the financial structure of baseball is and things along those lines. And I, and by the way, I agree with him. So it's not in any way a criticism. I, I, I see it the same way. I don't like any system that's been openly and brazenly manipulated for a long time. And I know they're trying to fix that now, but I, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to get all that done. Um, in this setting, but I do, I do want to talk about the baseball side of this and, you know, the question, but this doesn't really, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Well, it does kind of matter. It, this, it, this is a little bit about what it might take to keep him around, uh, because I don't think there's a hometown discount coming there. I mean, he's a guy that's very much about, uh, this, the union movement. And certainly would be one one of the guys I would think. And look, I'll be honest: if I were a player, I would be thinking this way that I want to move that number up, or at least get as much as I can, because then that's a good precedent for other people too. Okay, so we have to we have to see how these seasons go, obviously. But if the if his next couple of seasons are basically what his career norms are, three thirty four ERA. 10 strike more than 10 strikeouts per nine innings, that kind of stuff. He's going to be looking at a long-term contract. So he's in, entering his age 26 season this year. This was his age 25 season that just wrapped up. So he will turn 27, I believe. Well, yeah, it'll be October though. So this is his age 26 season and then his age 27. So he will be 28 when he hits free agency, which is a pretty good age to hit free agency for a starting pitcher. You know, you've had enough time to to cement what you are as a pitcher, and you're not old enough to where a six or seven year deal is gonna be outside the realm of possibility. Maybe even longer, depending on who you are and how good that all, how it all, how, how well it all plays out. So, it's not easy to find exact comps, but I think there are a couple that are close that can give us an idea of what what it's going to cost to keep Jack Flaherty around. So one of them and again it's it's imperfect, but one of them is um Patch Corbin of the Washington Nationals. Okay, so he hit free agency at, at after his age 28 season. So a year older than what Flaherty will be when he reaches free agency. And at that point, 
Patrick Corbin had, I'm trying to remember the, there, there we go. The page is jumping around on me. I don't know why it's being weird, but it is. Uh, but Patrick Corbin had a pretty good career before that, but had some more ups and downs than Flaherty has had. So first of all, you know, he missed all of 2014 with an arm injury. Um, had a few years in there where the ERA crept above five. But when he got to free agency, 56 and 54, 391 ERA, 365 fielding independent, struck out less than nine batters per nine. So a, a strikeout rate a good bit lower than Jack Flaherty's. But his his catapult year, his his leap year, if you will, was pretty phenomenal. And it was 315 ERA, uh, strikeout rate went way up. You know, his career strikeout rate up to that point was like eight, and it was 11 in the year before he hit free agency. So he made a big jump. So based on that platform year and the and the other numbers, Patrick Corbin went out and got a six-year deal for $140 million at, at the age of 29. So coming out of his age 28 season. Now, you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out that that's more than $20 million a year. To be specific, it's $23,333,333. It's a bunch of threes following a two. But essentially, it's $23 million a year. So that's Patrick Corbin. And that, I think, is a pretty... Again, when you when you look at Corbin's numbers... And Flaherty's, there's some of them that and we don't know what these next two years will be. But if Flaherty has, as I said, two more Flaherty-like years, his numbers are actually a bit better than Corbin's. And also, this would be this would be a decision coming four years later. No, sorry, five years after. So that's probably more like $28 million a year. That is Kevin Wheeler, and that's why he's a good host. Because Wheeler does not just throw opinions around. He actually will do the homework, do the math for you, all the way down to the decimal point in that case, and make sure that you understand worth. Now, this is a process that will unfold over the next couple of years because Jack Flaherty still has some pitching to do, and the Cardinals still have some research to do, and they still have a front office that does an excellent job of managing money, and they do it over the long haul. The Cardinals have always been, you can say, I don't know that there's a team that does it better, actually, in projecting years down the road. They are already looking at what 24, 25, 26 will look like. The Cardinals do not want to slip out of contention ever. They are always going to be a team that wants to be right in the mix and be a contender for a world championship. So they will continue to evaluate the situation. Jack will evaluate it on his side. I know this. The Cardinals are very fortunate right now, and so are we, to be able to have a pitcher of his ability. Now, the Cardinals have a good rotation right now. Uh, Jack Flaherty coming in. Dakota Hudson healthy and looking better. Uh, I love the addition of Steven Matz and, of course, the veteran leadership of Miles Michaelis and the all-timer man, number 50, in his last year, I'm assuming, it's his last year, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina going out together. And that's also why I feel just very strongly about and very antsy right now about getting this season started is I just want that to be a beautiful story. I want to see Wainwright and Yadi going out together if they do go out together. I don't know if Yadi, who knows about Yadi? Maybe he takes it back too. I don't know. But 
seeing those two go out together is a beautiful story if you're a Cardinals fan. And I think for most baseball fans, it would be great to watch and, and to understand why we love those two so much and why we feel like they're two of the best to play the game. And I think they deserve that attention nationwide. And I'd love to see it. So let's get this thing going. When we come back, we'll talk some football. Lauren Lovett standing by her NFL picks. I've given you mine already, but I'm going to give mine to her. She's going to give her picks to me. Believe it or not, we are tied. After the entire regular season and postseason, we are tied. We only have three games left. Two today, one a couple weeks from today. That's next on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I get to spend the next nine minutes with Lauren Lovett. First, let me play this because I know she likes it. And a key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman with the block that that set him free. It's a first down. 
Marv Albert and Bonnie Bernstein with the call there of the Titans back in, I think that was 2000, 2001, somewhere in that range, maybe 02. Lauren Lovett, that of course is not me. I'm 6'2", about 215. I'm not sure I'd be able to handle defensive linemen even if I was about 300 pounds. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing great. It is time to make our picks. Can you believe that we're tied? How are we tied after all this I time? I really have no idea because we have gone against each other several times, but it always seems to end up balancing out for some for some reason. So yeah. I'm not sure, but here we are. It's unbelievable. So we are tied Going head-to-head, we do not pick spread. We pick straight up. We've been doing it all season right here on Sports on a Sunday Morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. And here we are with a chance to pick the AFC and NFC championships. So we're going to do AFC first. Would you like to go first or shall I? Um, you know, I'll go first. I'll, I'll start with this one. I mean, I, this, this game, I think, you know, it's, I'm excited for Cincinnati. I mean, obviously this is the first time back in AFC championship since 1988. And I think that has a ton of, a uh, ton to do with the combination and chemistry between Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, watching those two together, uh, is, is pretty magical. And I haven't really figured out why when I watch Jamar Chase, it's not like he's the fastest. I mean, he's not a Sammy Watkins or a Brandon Cooks type of speed, but it's just the way that he moves and that connection that they have, the way the routes he's able to run, he's just, he's just impressive. And I expect Burrow to feed him all day today. I think he had 11 catches for 266 yards, three touchdowns, four catches of 30 yards or more. Um, I think Burrow will take every shot to chase that he has. I expect the Bengals to come out swinging today. I think they're excited. I think they're prepared, and they should be because everything they've done this far has gotten them to where they are uh, today. Burrow is playing amazing football, has been all season. I am concerned about the Bengals' O-line. I mean, watching the game last week, he had uh, he was sacked nine times by the Titans last weekend, which is a concern for sure. I actually think it would have been 11. I think one was called back by a delay of game. I don't recall I don't recall the other one, um, but on the other side of the ball, Mahomes is playing as good a football as any quarterback in the league. The Chiefs' defense is still a bit of a concern for me, but not as much in this matchup. Um, the Bengals have had issues against tight ends this season, and with Tyron Matthew, he will be playing today is what they're saying. He's back after that concussion, you know, that blow that he took to the head last week against the Bills. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was a full participant both Thursday and Friday. So he's back on track to be on the field with the Bengals today, and I think he'll play a big role in this game. But, um, you know, when I look at, you know, Mahomes, I just, you know, he plays so smart. He's not taking any unnecessary risks. He's 7-1 and one with 23 touchdowns and one interception in AFC playoff games. I also do think that the home field advantage will make a difference here. I, I expect this to be a postgame, but I just have more faith in Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey at this point. I expect it to be a shootout, I would say, especially in the fourth quarter. But I saw a quote, I think it was from Mike Florio, who said it best, and he said, I think the Bengals are the future, but the Chiefs are the present. And I, I really believe that today. I just I can't come up with a plan. I just don't – I can't come up with a scenario where the Bengals win today as well as they played this season. So I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC Championship. I think that's very, very well said, and I am going to agree with you that I have the Chiefs winning for those reasons that you just highlighted, and I'll give you one more, and you kind of alluded to this, is that I think that the Chiefs will learn from the Bills game because they mm-hmm. almost blew it. They needed that 13 seconds, and they tied it. They'll find a way to not let that happen again. You can't let 
the Bills can, like they did, continue to gobble, gobble up yards. They'll find a way to limit Burrow and the Bengals somehow and come out on top in this game. But I think it will be very close. Uh, I think the Chiefs will win this game against the Cincinnati Bengals, which takes us to the Rams and the 49ers inside raucous SoFi Stadium. Not for the Rams, but for the Niners. There will be a lot of Niners fans in the house. That's not the Absolutely. reason. not the reason I am making this pick, though. I am taking the 49ers. For obviously, I I don't like the owner of the Rams, but the reason, football reason, is okay. that this is a very tough. I would go so far as to say elite San Francisco defense that has a very physical up the middle presence. They will be very tough against the Rams run, but at the same time, I think they're talented enough to keep an eye on Stafford and those receivers. And then Debo Samuel. Until the Rams can show me that they can stop Debo Samuel, or that anybody, for that matter, can stop Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. I think the 49ers have the advantage in this football game, and I think they are going to win this football game tonight. Lauren Lovett against the Rams. Okay. I mean, this was actually a tougher pick for me, and I, I, I agree with you on a lot of the things that you said about the 49ers for sure. I mean, as we know, the 49ers have beat the Rams in both their previous two meetings this season. I think the reason being for those losses was that the Rams could not generate a running game. I think they have improved a little bit um, running the ball in their zone scheme, and I think with the addition of Cam Akers, it should continue to improve. Uh, 49ers have definitely run it better, um, but we'll see what happens today. I do think that's where the game will be won. I think the team that runs it best will win it. Both of these defenses, I think, are playing absolutely killer right now. I just still think that the Rams have the better offense currently, and I just frankly think that Stafford and the Rams are due. Um, you know, if you think the Rams were, what, swept by the 49ers in the regular season, and I, I just can't imagine them going 0-3 against Jimmy G. This would also be Sean McVay's seventh straight loss to Kyle Shanahan, and I just feel like the tides are turning. And, you know, I took the Rams at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember, but in our first ones, I saw them going, and I felt it, and I still feel it. I am going to take the Rams to win the NFC Championship today. Wow. So after 18 weeks of regular season, the wild card round, the divisional round, and now the championship Sunday, we are tied going into these games and again, we both picked the Chiefs in the AFC. In the NFC, you've got the Rams. I have the 49ers. That's going to put somebody up one going into the Super Bowl, which will mean Correct. that the Super Bowl is still alive for either a tie or an outright win. Incredible. Correct. Just incredible. Correct. Now, speaking of Super Bowls, I have two minutes left on the clock. Lauren, your thoughts on your former quarterback, your favorite team, of course, being the Patriots, Tom Brady, maybe or maybe not calling it a career. What a wild day that was in the news, huh? Absolutely wild day. I mean, it's been awkward to say the least with the reporting on this retirement. Is he? Isn't he? I mean, there was obviously a leak. It was not the way he wanted to go down. That TV12 account tweeted his retirement, I think, took it down within 15 minutes. For Schefter and Darlington to have reported it, they obviously thought it was accurate. And, yeah, you know, we have Tom Brady's agent and his dad out saying, whoa, whoa, you know, no decision's been made. And, I, my opinion is I don't actually know if he's made a decision yet. I truly wonder if he's actually made a final decision. He has said in the past, I will retire when I suck. Uh, that is definitely not the case. He is playing as good as he ever has. He continues to ring the bell at the top of every level. He has nothing left to prove. I mean, I really would love for this to be all hogwash and for him to come back and say he's got another year in him. But, you know, he's at the top of his game, but the Bucks are taking on water, and it might not be that – he sucks, but the team he's playing for isn't really at the level that he desires it to be. So, 
I mean, time will tell. I also do think he's trying to kind of not, you know, upset the apple cart and, and steal the limelight from, you know, everything going on with the playoffs right now. But I will say, whatever the outcome, I am forever grateful for the 22 years and seven Super Bowl rings, not all which were one was not a Patriots ring, but as a Pats fan, I could not have been blessed with a better quarterback. I mean, to have the greatest of all time for the bulk of his career is just a gift. I mean, it's emotional for me to think that there'll never be a time that I'll watch Tom Brady complete another touchdown pass. But I mean, when you say what a time to be alive, to think that, you know, I was able to watch his entire NFL career. um, I mean, just, I have a grateful heart that will last a lifetime for that because, um, you know, it's it's just been a ride, and you know, all good things have to come to an end. If this is it, you know, so be it. But um, I'm I'm grateful for for I mean, just the amount of joy that he has brought uh, to me as a, a Patriots fan, and I think football fans in general, you, you've got to respect the guy. He's he's accomplished things that uh, you know no other NFL quarterback ever has, and probably ever will. And at the age of 44, still doing it the best. So those are those are my thoughts. Seven Super Bowl titles for Tom Brady, six with your New England Patriots. Well said, Lauren. Good luck today, and we appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Tom. Thanks. Lauren Lovett with our NFL picks. I'm Tom Ackerman. We're in the Stiefel Sports Studio, and we'll be back with more sports on a Sunday morning, talking some college hoops. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Next. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX with Rich Zavosik, the former basketball coach, current member of the athletic department at the University of Central Florida, but most importantly, analyst with me on Missouri Valley Conference telecast because I couldn't do it without him. I want to ask you about national college basketball and some of the better teams in the country, but let me focus on the Valley for a moment. In your experience, what makes the Valley such a great conference. You've been around it for so long. What was your attraction to it? Well, it's coaching, it's players, it's family atmosphere. It, it, it's a lot of different things. But, you know, the coaching in the Missouri Valley um, is one of the key points in why the Missouri Valley has been so good in a multi-bid league over the years. And you just look around the Missouri Valley and you talk about Ben Jacobson, who has taken Northern Iowa to two Sweet 16s. Brian Mullins at Southern Illinois building a, a good Saluki program who knows what it, it takes to get to a Sweet 16 as he did as a player. And, you know, then you talk about Loyola in a Final Four run a couple years ago. They hand off to uh, Drew Valentine when Porter Moser takes the Oklahoma job. And it, it's, 
you know, guys who have been around, they know how to coach. Todd Licklider at Evansville was basically the engineer for the Butler program before Brent Stevens took it to a new level. So when you look at all those coaches, you know that it's going to be a well-scouted league. Um, and the players are, are just hard-nosed kids that uh, you'd like to marry your daughter, for, for Christ's sakes, as a former coach. Yeah, it's, it really is. It's like a smaller Big Ten. You've got these great institutions that are focused on basketball. I actually haven't had a chance to ask you this. Uh, we haven't really – we've been so wrapped up in the games that we do together, and we've done, what, four already together this season. But the additions to next year – so Loyola, you mentioned them. They're leaving the conference, moving on to another league. Well, the Valley decides to add three. So they're going to go from 10 to 12 – Minus Loyola, they add three. They'll have 12. They add Belmont. They add Murray State. And just announced this week, UIC, Illinois, Chicago. What do you make of those additions? And how does the Valley continue to pull this off, adding two and actually three good basketball programs? Well, you think about the Missouri Valley and its history. I mean, it's the second oldest conference in the country. And they had have weathered the storms of teams coming and going. Loyola was added a few years ago. They go to a Final Four. Wichita State was in the league. They went to a Final Four while they were in the league. They leave. Creighton leaves. But new teams come in. Doug Elgin did an unbelievable job in transitioning teams in and out. And now new commissioner, Jeff Jackson, seems to be doing the same thing. You know, you lose a Loyola, but you add a Belmont who has owned the city of Nashville. No disrespect to all the Vanderbilt grads out there, but quite frankly, Belmont's been the best team for the last decade in Nashville. Murray State, I mean, my goodness, can you, can you name another team that has more players in the NBA outside of the five power conferences than Murray State? And, you know, so those two teams, as well as, as UIC, who has a, a great tradition, and now all of a sudden, hey, the Valley's going to get a little tougher. They are. They're going to get a lot tougher. And the Valley, one of the tougher conferences in the league, but we know there's a lot of great basketball happening out there. One game of note yesterday, you and I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but we were kind of surprised by the score. Kentucky putting it on Kansas. We've seen Baylor lose consecutive games as number one. We saw Auburn almost lose to Missouri this past week after being number one for the first time in their history. It's a crazy college basketball season, Z. I mean, I, I have no idea what's going to happen in March, but I'm kind of excited about it. Well, you think about Kentucky and John Calipari. He always seems to be one step ahead of the curve. He was the first guy to really exploit the one and done when he went to Kentucky. He's had a number of uh, lottery picks over the years. And now he changes up. He takes advantage of grad transfers, the transfer portal. This is his oldest team that he's had since that NCAA championship team with Anthony, excuse me, Anthony Davis and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. So this is a very dangerous team. And, and for those of you who watched them dismantle Kansas, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And, you know, what Bruce Pearl has done at Auburn is nothing short of miraculous. Jabari Smith, you know, may be the, the number one pick in the NBA draft. The freshman has been fantabulous. And think about this one. He gets a transfer 
the big kid, Kessler, from North Carolina. Like, who leaves North Carolina to go to a football school, Auburn? But as he said, you know, he wanted to go someplace where he wasn't just going to sit on the block and he could expand his game. You know, players look at, at what coaches do to develop players through the years and can they get them to the NBA and all of that. You know, all of a sudden, uh, Bruce Pearl has become the coach for life at Auburn and has done an unbelievable job. Of course, Kansas will be back. Uh, they'll, you know, they're going to bounce back from that. Duke beat Louisville yesterday in a very competitive game, able to pull away at the end. Gonzaga, Arizona out west, very strong. Is there a team that you are kind of sitting on right now that could be dangerous in March that maybe not a lot of people pay enough attention to? Do you see anybody in the top 25 that you really like? You know, I've watched a couple of the Big Ten games over the last few days. Michigan State uh, with Tom Izzo is always going to be dangerous. They dismantled Michigan. And, you know, the job he's done, the toughness that they have. And then, you know, you go right down the road to West Lafayette And could this be the year that Purdue finally gets to a a Final Four and maybe wins it all? You know, you're not going to find a a nicer guy and a a better coach in that package than a Matt Painter. So, you know, be wary of the the Boilermakers. Uh, I saw him in person. You know the night that I saw him, too. It was in Bloomington, and Indiana won the game. But nobody was beating Indiana that night at Assembly Hall the way that place was, and Purdue almost pulled it off. And I, I'm with you. I mean, they are loaded with talent. This could be the year for them. We'll see. They have that look about them. Coach, always a pleasure. Appreciate the time. I'm just surprised that it took this long in the conversation for you to get a, a shot in for, for your alma mater, Indiana. And they they have uh, done an unbelievable job. Mike Woodson, he's got the uh, Hoosiers back in a hunt. Yep, a nice road win for them yesterday at Maryland. We'll see. We are in Springfield, Missouri. That's where we called the game here. Uh, Missouri State's win over Evansville. And the voice of Missouri State, Art Haynes, is coming up with the Chiefs pregame show. And then at 2, we're going to flip over to Westwood 1 and have their call of the Chiefs and the Bengals from Arrowhead Stadium. I'm Tom Ackerman. Our producer is James O'Sullivan. Thanks for joining us. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.